Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Radio, the ESPN app, Courtney Cronin, Nick Friedel sitting in for the guys as always presented by Progressive Insurance. Round two of the NCAA Women's Tournament underway right now. You've got three-seeded Ohio State leading North Carolina, the six-seed, 66-63, two minutes and 22 seconds to go in that game. On deck tonight, Toledo and Tennessee, Villanova, Florida Gulf Coast, Texas and Louisville, to name a few. Let's welcome in Andrea Carter, ESPN Women's College Basketball Analyst, here to help us break it all down. And I want to go back to last night because I am still stunned by Ole Miss's upset of number one seed Stanford. When I ask you, how did they do it? Like, how would you sum this up to somebody who did not understand the significance of what this meant for Tara Vanderveer's team to be out of the NCAA tournament at this point, an eight seed upsetting a one? Well, you would sum it up by saying the last time that Stanford wasn't in the Sweet 16 was 2007, and the last time Ole Miss was in the Sweet 16 was also 2007. So it has been a complete flip as far as where these teams have been in the past and how did they get it done. Ole Miss got it done by being the tougher, more physical team especially on the defensive end. Ole Miss forced 21 turnovers and had 24 points off of those turnovers from Stanford. So they were stealing the ball. They were very active. They were getting downhill. They were the the tougher, faster, more physical team. And Stanford didn't have an answer. Stanford had two players that got it done on the offensive end, and no one else was really able to step up. And for Ole Miss, it was just a complete team effort in terms of their heart and their hustle. Andrea, uh, Courtney and I opened the show discussing on the men's draw how things really look solid for Alabama now making being able to make a run because what of what's happened in front of them. We know that South Carolina is the favorite in the women's draw, but now that Stanford's out, who do you think benefits most by what occurred last night? Man, I mean, you just got to think about the teams on that side of the bracket, right? So, like, Iowa is a team that could have potentially had to face Stanford. So Iowa immediately, you're like, okay, that's going to help Iowa in terms of not having to face a team that's won a national championship and that was in the Final Four last year. But really anyone on that side of the bracket um, benefits from a team with Stanford's experience not being in the tournament anymore because no one on that side of the bracket really has the experience that Stanford has. So that was Stanford's leg up experience in all of the past tournaments. That's what gave them the edge. They don't have that right now. So any team on that side of the bracket, I think, benefits tremendously. Louisville, Texas, obviously Louisville was in the in the Final Four last year as well, but they haven't won a national championship. So Stanford had a leg up on that side, and, and everyone benefits now. 
Andrea Carter, ESPN co- Women's College Basketball Analyst and Reporter, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. A big winner from the se- Sunday slate of games. Day three of the women's tournament was Virginia Tech. They are back in the Sweet 16, and we know it's been a while for this team. First time since yeah. 1999. So that victory over South Dakota State marked the most they've had in team history in a season, 29 this year. What has stood out the most to you about this Hokies program? Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I have been hot on this Virginia team very early on. They dropped a couple of games that I felt like, okay, those those are not games that they should have lost. A couple of them they were able to avenge in their ACC tournament run. But for Virginia Tech, they get it done, one, on both sides of the basketball. So a very high basketball IQ on the offensive end and on the defensive end. And then what Virginia Tech has is they have shooters and they have a force on the inside. So Elizabeth Kitley is on the inside. She gets it done. She's got a one-foot fadeaway jump shot that is extremely hard to guard. It's a turnaround one-foot fadeaway. It's not even a face-up. So her back is to the basket. She turns. Extremely hard to defend her shot. But she has so much space around her to operate because so many other players around her can knock down threes. Georgia Amore can knock down threes. Like Virginia Tech just does a really good job of spacing the floor on offense to let her work on the inside. But then if you send a double team, She can kick it out for the three-point shooter. So offensively, they've got good inside-out balance. And then high basketball IQ. I've seen them run so many different defenses this year, and they execute all of them because that's just the team that Kenny Brooks has been able to put together. Andrea, obviously there's so much hype and interest in Caitlin Clark and what she's been able to do this season. What is it about her game that has resonated so much for so many people? Well, it's huge, right? Like her, the, her ability to knock down shots as soon as she crosses half court is remarkable. There, there really isn't anyone like that in the college game right now, um, especially on the women's side. Like it's just, it's just incredible. But also the way that she finds her teammates. Like it would be one thing if she took every single shot and kept the ball in her hands constantly and just had blinders on for the rest of her team, but she's able to facilitate and find all of her teammates and set them up. So even when teams send two players to her, she's got lightning quick decision-making, and then she can also deliver passes. Like, she'll throw a pass over her head. She'll throw a dime exactly where it needs to be. So I just think her ability to score but also find her teammates is so much fun to watch. She's passionate. She gets fired up. Like, she gets the crowd into it. She plays the chip on her shoulder. And also, too, like, there were a lot of people last year that felt like she hit the floor a lot of times. Like, oh, Caitlin Clark is always hitting the floor. She's stronger this year. She's getting to the rim. She's taking contact. She's finishing through contact. So it's, it's just really impressive. Andrea, the number one seeded Indiana Hoosiers facing Miami tonight in Bloomington. So an identical matchup, not with seeds, but with teams that we saw in the men's game happening in the women's side tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. The Hoosiers were without Mackenzie Holmes on Saturday, some sort of knee problem. And I know the broadcast kept raving about how good she was in what they were missing without her field goal percentage. Do you have any th- any idea how they compensate if Holmes is not able to play tonight or if she's not at 100% to be able to move on in the women's tournament? Yeah, I think for Indiana, if, if, if she's not able to play, and I, I don't have um, an update on her right now, but if she's not able to play, they'll, they'll have to go small again. And the good news is they've got some size. Like, they have some size at the guard position that's helpful. 
um, and they're a quality defensive team. And so I think you'll just see a smaller lineup. I was impressed in their first round, even without Mackenzie Holmes. They had, I think it was 44 paint points um, because the spacing, like she wasn't there on the inside and the guards did a really good job getting downhill and attacking the basket. And they've got some size in the lineup, like 6'3 at the forward position, I think a 6'2, a 6'1. So against the Miami team who's not, doesn't have a particularly large force on the inside as well that you would want McKenzie Holmes there to go against. I think this is a matchup where you're not as dependent on McKenzie Holmes and her presence. So that smaller lineup playing fast, defending with multiple efforts and double teaming, triple teaming, get out. Like they have the energy and the players to do that. Andrea, I can't let you go without talking about Tennessee. They've got Toledo this afternoon, that game just tipping off on ESPN2. We know that Toledo shot a high percentage and got good bench production on Saturday, but the models out there are not giving them much of a chance in this one. How do you handicap this matchup? Well, I mean, this one really for Tennessee, Tennessee is all about Rakia Jackson and Jordan Horston, and we're where teams have had success in the past is being able to limit one of them. So when you limit one of them, teams have been able to have success against Tennessee because so much relies heavily on the production of those two on the offensive end. Uh, now, if other players are stepping up, if Tess Darby is hitting threes, if Sarah Puck is hitting threes, and Jillian Hollingshed is getting offensive rebounds and putting the ball in the basket, then I think Tennessee has a significant advantage over Toledo. Um, but but give Toledo a ton of credit because their performance that they put together against Iowa State was, I thought they controlled the game from start to finish, and they're going to have confidence coming against this Tennessee team that struggled earlier in the season. They're obviously much better, um, but I think this, this Toledo team has a lot of confidence coming in, and lock it for, for Toledo is extremely tough. Andrea, as always, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's Andrea Carter, ESPN Women's College Basketball Analyst, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Thanks to Wendy's. Make sure to order your Wendy's two for six bucks, the best deal in fast food. Desperation heave. That'll do it. Next stop, Seattle. Old Miss to the Sweet 16. I want you to know how rare this is. We were just talking with Andrea Carter, ESPN Women's College Basketball Analyst, about the upset that was pulled off last night at the hand of the Ole Miss Rebels, a 54-49 win on Stanford's home floor in the second round of the Women's College Basketball Tournament. It's not a 16 seed upsetting a number one seed or a David versus Goliath sort of matchup, a little-known school knocking off a powerhouse, but it's for the fifth time since 1994 and the first time since 2009 there's not another number one there's not a number one seed that's or a number one seed was knocked out before the sweet 16 that has not happened all that often first time since 2009 and it was eight seeded Ole Miss sending top seeded Stanford from to its earliest exit in the tournament since 2007 and Nick I think this speaks to the overall changing of the guard in the women's game where we see this a lot in the men's game where the the parity, the level playing field has been something that is the consistently expected thing in March. In the women's game, you know, for so long, it was UConn and UConn head and shoulders above everybody else and Tennessee in that mix too. And of course, South Carolina has come roaring into the forefront the last few years. And 
I can't like leave Stanford out of that conversation. They've won a lot of Final Fours and national championships under Tara Vanderveer. But to see a team like Stanford having lost on its home floor at the hand of Ole Miss last night, I think it speaks to where this game is going and how much more wide open women's college hoops is going in general. And Courtney, I think that's a huge reason why we've started to see the popularity of the women's game, especially the women's college game, grow a little bit more even in the last few years because now there is more of that feeling that whenever you turn on a game, especially a tournament game, anything can happen. And we've seen that certainly in the men's draw going back to the the Trevers beating Virginia a few years back. We saw Fairleigh Dickinson the other night knock down Purdue. We haven't seen a 16 over uh, a one in that regard, but we have seen – a team that is expected to win get knocked out. And the more often you see that, the more casual fans will start to take notice and click into the fact that when the tournament starts, men's or women's, anything is possible. And I'm with you in that that is a great thing for the women's game. It's something that they should be proud of, frankly, that uh, a team like Ole Miss went into – uh, that type of environment and knock down a team in Stanford who we know what to expect from all the time. It's a good sign of growth for a game that continues to rise in its popularity. A huge win for the Ole Miss Rebels. Yolette McPhee McEwen was on ESPN following Ole Miss's huge upset of number one Stanford. And this is what she had to say about the finish she saw in those final moments from the Rebels. I thought it was great. Again, another poetic ending to get a steal, to, to, to finish it off, you know. That's who we are. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of our team, bro. I'm so proud of... We, we, have a, we make a lot of sacrifices, you know. And so for us to be rewarded in this way, in this fashion, it means the world to me. We have one game that has gone final on day four of the women's NCAA tournament. Three-seeded Ohio State has beaten the six-seed North Carolina 71-69. That game coming down to the final possession. And frankly, to put a bow on this, there's no more days of the early rounds being gimmies for top seeds in the Mm -hmm. women's tournament. That is what we saw when the Rebels beat Stanford on the Cardinals' home court, no less. I mean, this is showing how deep the women's game has become. And when we have debate about whether a team deserves a number one seed, I think that's good discourse and conversation of people understanding the the women's game, also paying attention to the men's game at the same time, because Stanford was a one seed after losing in the semifinals of the Pac-12 tournament. There are some who say that Iowa should have had, you know, that they had a legitimate gripe for being a two seed and not getting the one seed that Stanford got. And some will say they deserve, some will say they didn't. But at this point, they're out of the tournament. They are not headed to the Sweet 16. That's something that doesn't happen all that often for the Cardinal program. Ole Miss lives to survive another day. They punch their ticket to the Sweet 16 next weekend. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Nick Friedle sitting in for the guys on this Monday afternoon. 
Some coaching news at two schools in the Big East. Ed Cooley is headed to Georgetown. Rick Pitino, the former Iona coach, is headed to St. John's. Both of these pieces of news became official this afternoon. And LaFonso Ellis, ESPN college basketball analyst, was on this just in, and he believes the Rick Pitino hire is a good one for St. John's. I think it's a great hire. Rick Pitino's won everywhere that he's been. Kentucky, Louisville, most recently Iona. And because of his connections in the Wall Street net area and being a native-born son, he will have no issues raising NIL money. What a great choice by St. John's. According to Woj, it's a six-year deal for for Rick Pitino to become the new head coach at St. John's. And the, the track record itself doesn't need much uh, you know, analysis attached to it. He's taken three schools to the Final Four, won NCAA titles at Kentucky, Louisville, and now he makes the move to restore a program to prominence. And when you and I were talking earlier about, you know, I love using the word frauds, but calling the Big Ten and the ACC fraudulent for only having one team after having a handful of teams in the NCAA tournament, each conference only has one team that will go on to play in the Sweet 16 – You've got Creighton. You've got UConn. Uh, you know, there's so many progr- so many more programs in the Big East right now that are playing into the Sweet 16 next weekend. And for a St. John's program that at one point was among the pinnacle of college college basketball, I feel like there really isn't anybody better suited to bring a team like that back to prominence more than a Rick Pitino. Courtney, St. John's is going to win. <laughs> I mean, Rick Pitino has done it everywhere in college. We, we don't have to discuss the the Boston Celtics tenure and the issues that he might have had in the NBA. He's going to win. He has always proven that he gets teams, no matter where he's coaching, to play at their highest level. The issue here is very clear. It's that St. John's made the choice that they want to bring their program back, and they hired a guy who has an immense amount of baggage. With him, nobody has ever questioned whether or not Rick Pitino can coach basketball. He's a hell of a coach. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. It's it's why he's had the career that he's had. They question all the stuff that happens behind the scenes. They question all the different things that happen at Louisville. The idea that you can just turn a blind eye to all that is what St. John's has to deal with, and they made their decision. It's about winning basketball games. Okay. But don't tell me it's about anything more than that. Don't tell me that Patino is some fantastic leader of young men and all the other stuff that always comes uh, when when these type of hires happen. This guy is uh, a proven commodity. I'm I'm with Lafonso. He'll he'll find his way in New York City. He loves being on the big stage. But the idea that you can just block out all the other stuff that happened and the fact that he had to go to Greece to coach for a while and the fact that Iona had to take a chance for him for a a coach of his caliber to come back to this type of program, uh, spare me with all the warm and fuzzy uh, aspects of this. 
Yeah, this was the inevitable, right? Like, he was never going to stay at Iona forever to finish out his coaching career there. He said last week he plans to coach until he's 80 years old. So that's 10 more years, and those 10 years were not going to be spent coaching the Gales of Iona, no matter how much anybody was maybe trying to convince himself of that feat. And I know the warm and fuzzies might not make Nick Friedle happy, but Rick Pitino was still uttering them today. He thanked the Iona administration, his players, and his series of tweets, quote, I'm not sad that it ended. I'm so grateful that it happened to my players last three years. All I can say is, you know how much I love you. Courtney, was he writing a a high school yearbook quote? (laughs) That's that's what I wrote on the last page of uh, my ex-boyfriend. So yes, probably. I mean, come on, Rick. I'm not sad it ended. I'm so grateful it happened. I thought you told us you were never going to leave Iona, Rick. That this was the last job you'd ever have. Come on, now. <laughs> what happened with that guy? Where did where, where did he go? Why did it end? Oh, it's, I went to I went to college. I, I leveled up. Oh, see, I made the Rick wrong Pitino move. Leveled up. Yeah, well, I was loyal, and and I stayed. Uh, I I went to college with a a relationship that was still going. She was in her senior year of high school. Not the move, young friends out there. Not the move to make. Well, this took a turn. All right, straight ahead. Does Alabama, I don't know if they have relationship problems, but do they have a clear path to a national championship? This is Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. This is the Candy and Carlin Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Three teams from the SEC remain alive, living to play another day in the Sweet 16. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Courtney Cronin, Nick Friedel, sitting in for the guys, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's welcome in Jeff Borzello, ESPN College Basketball Insider. And Jeff, when I take a look at the field of Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee, and I think about where SEC basketball was I don't know, five, ten years ago to where it is today in maybe a changing of the guard between the powers of the Power Five conferences. How did this happen where the SEC has three teams playing this next coming weekend in the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight potentially and teams in conferences like the ACC and the Big Ten do not? It was money. I mean, the SEC has always put money into athletics, but it was mostly focused on football. And five, ten years ago, the league – Kind of get on if they got together as a group, but they said, "Hey, you know, we can't keep being this average in basketball. Let's start putting some money and some focus into basketball." And they started hiring high-level coaches. You know, you hire Bruce Pearl, you hire Rick Barnes. Um, Alabama went out and hired Nate Oates on down the line, and so it went from a league that was essentially Kentucky and Florida, and everyone else, you know, somewhere in the rest of the pack. And now we're talking about, like you said, Arkansas's got Eric Musselman, LSU had Will Wade, which was a high-level hire at the time. Um, and now it's it kind of everyone else is, is is the bottom of the league is much, much better than it used to be. The middle of the league is much, much better than it used to be. And there's a, just a ton of depth at the top. And now looking into the future in this sort of NIL world where resources and money and boosters matter more than ever, it's positioned itself as a league that coaches want to get to. Um, you know, you just talk to people in the industry and you talk about the best jobs in the country. You know, you look at an Alabama and Arkansas and Auburn um, with the money they have, the resources they have, and people are saying, hey, why are these jobs not considered top 15, top 20 jobs moving forward? You know, they, they, if you stack up, you know, facilities, resources, interest, um, you know, recruiting area, they stack up to some of the more traditional powers. And I just think that the league, I mean, now we're getting Texas in the league, you know, Oklahoma in the league. Um, it, it's, I just think it's really positioned, positioned itself as the, you know, premier league for both football and basketball now jeff speaking of high level coaches and money and power rick patino goes to st john's today (laughs) after saying he was never going to leave iona okay why was st john's willing to overlook all the baggage that patino has to make him the choice because they want to win i mean that's that's what it comes down to I, i think that you know, St. John's is tired of being – I mean, they're obviously in the, the, you know, the college basketball mecca. They play in the garden. They have all these eyeballs on them. And they've been mostly irrelevant for 20-something years now. And I, they were just tired of it. And I think that they wanted a big-name guy. You know, to get rid of Mike Anderson, you're paying him out $11 million. Well, they're trying to avoid paying him out $11 million with the, with the story today that they're trying to find cause. But you're getting rid of him – and the only reason you're getting rid of him and paying him that amount of money is to get a clear upgrade, someone that's going to bring attention, bring interest, bring headlines, bring NCAA tournaments back to St. John's. That's what the fan base expects. That's what they grew up with. I mean, the fan base is, you know, it's an older fan base that remembers kind of the glory days when it was St. John's and Georgetown kind of running the Big East. And that's what they want to get back to. And Rick Pitino you know, he's got the baggage and, you know, he's not going to, he's not a long-term solution, 
but he's going to bring wins. I mean, he went to Iona after being out of college basketball for three years, and in three seasons at Iona, he went to two tournaments and won two regular season titles. And it's just he's the best college basketball coach of his generation, just as a pure basketball coach. And it's just hard to see him not succeeding at St. John's. And with with him coming, you're getting some of the big money boosters and the guys, you know, the 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 money people behind the program. They're kind of coming out of the woodwork and they're saying, all right, we're going to give more money to the program for NIL. We're going to give money for this and that because you have Rick Pitino. Um, you know, if they couldn't get Rick Pitino and they went out and got somebody else, you know, I don't know if the, there's that same kind of support um, from the big money people. And I, I just think that it was it was time for Pitino. I think he's got he had one big move left in him. And I think it was just the perfect timing on all accounts. You know, had Georgetown gone after Patino, maybe he would take that. You know, if Providence went after him, it would be kind of the, the perfect bookend to his career. But I think St. John's pounced at the right time. And, and it, it was really kind of the, the cross, the two paths of their careers, St. John's basketball and Rick Patino, they crossed at the perfect time. ESPN College Basketball Insider Jeff Borzello joins us here on Canty and Carlin in another big coaching hire today that you reported, Ed Cooley leaving Providence for Georgetown. Talk about a team that hasn't been relevant in a very, very long time. And I'm sure there's a multitude of reasons for why they didn't make a move like this sooner in moving on from Patrick Ewing Jr. But to get Georgetown out of out of like the gutter that it's been in the last couple of years, how big of an undertaking is this for someone like Ed Cooley? I mean, it's, it's big. It's, I mean, Georgetown hasn't been good. I mean, we just talked about St. John's not being relevant. Georgetown's been even worse for, for a longer period of time. Now the Patrick Ewing era was, was just a relative disaster, but it, you know, Georgetown's different. It's, it takes a lot to, I mean, big John Thompson was, you know, he ran that program for, for many, many years, you know, his, his coaching tree, his family tree were that were Georgetown basketball. And it takes, you know, it's not just a matter of, all right, we're going to move on from Patrick Ewing. I mean, he's the greatest player that ever played in the program. You know, he's a hall of fame player. He's got the name. He's kind of the last vestige of the John Thompson tree. And, you know, so it took time to kind of be comfortable with letting him go. But when they let him go and you go out and get, you know, I think a lot of people thought Ed Cooley was a pipe dream for Georgetown. Um, you know, one of the best coaches in the country, but he's at Providence, a place where he grew up, a place that he built up into a consistent Big East title contender to try to convince him to move within the league to the worst team in the league. I, I think most people assumed it was going to be, um, you know, just kind of a an exercise in futility, but it's a better job. And Georgetown, on you know, if you factor in all the things we just talked about with the SEC, if you factor in, you know, D.C. is maybe the most talent-rich you know, recruiting area in the country. It's got a ton of money. It's got facilities. Now, the thing that Providence has, it's got the interest. It's got maybe the best home court advantage in the league. But a lot of that came from Cooley. Um, and, and I think the hope is he's going to bring that kind of energy that he brought to Providence. He's going to bring that to Georgetown. He's going to recruit better than Ewing did. And suddenly, you know, the resources and, and the talent-rich area, that's going to matter more um, under Cooley. And so it's, you know, it's an incredible hire. And on the same day as Patino, it's just um, it's just kind of fascinating. I mean, it, it kind of harkens back to the Big East has just come full circle. You know, Bay, Jim Beheim stepped down a couple of weeks ago, and people looked at that as, okay, he was the last, um, you know, the last guy from the old Big East, and people started talking about 10 years ago when the Big East fell apart. And at the time, there was people – people were wondering, okay, is the Big East going to survive? And now, you know, you have, you know, three teams in the Sweet 16 – 
the top five or top half of the league is as good as anyone in the country. And now you're bringing in two of the, you know, the best coaches in college basketball to bring St. John's and Georgetown back to their glory days. And I just think that the league as a whole, I mean, this is a, just a tremendous two, three day span for them. Quite an undertaking for both of those programs and the coaching jobs that will be required of Rick Pitino and Ed Cooley. But the Big East making a big splash on Monday, injecting a lot of energy into the conference with those hires, as reported by Jeff Borzello. Jeff, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks for having me on. ESPN College Basketball Insider Jeff Borzello joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Straight ahead, your calls on the St. John's hire of Rick Pitino. Do you love it? Do you hate it? That's next. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're taking your calls plus three and out here on ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two new coaches in the Big East. Rick Pitino is headed to St. John's, while Ed Cooley is headed to Georgetown. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Nick Ferdell sitting in for the guys and taking your calls. Go out to Scott, a St. John's alum in Maryland. Scott, you're on ESPN Radio. What do you think of the Rick Pitino hire? Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity. Um, I'm sorry to, if it's too, too long, but I'm livid. I'm livid at the whole situation. They have seen my last dollar as a St. John's alum um, and not to proselytize, but at a school founded by the Vincentian fathers to provide what's supposedly a quote unquote Catholic university education. There's got to be a point in time at which universities whose responsibility it is to mold young men and women into better people, concentrate more on somebody's personal, moral, fiber, and resume than they do on their one-loss record. Scott, Scott, good stuff. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for the call. I mean, there's no, there's no sugarcoating it, Nick, that Rick Pitino's coaching 
life has been marred with controversy. Of course, the what happened at Louisville and the fallout from that, and then that kind of following him throughout his career, having to go, you know, coach overseas in Greece to kind of reset the 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 narrative around him. I mean, I understand all of those things, and of course, he's a very successful college basketball coach. But that does not dismiss the fact that all of this stuff happened under his watch at a multitude of different places. Courtney, this sums up college athletics in 2023. It's about winning. Mm -hmm. It's about making money. Rick Pitino will win for St. John's, and he will make the St. John's, not just basketball program, but the school, a ton of money. But at what cost? (laughs) This is why so many people find so much hypocrisy within the NCAA and within these schools, because you have one side of it saying, oh, well, we want to we want to mold our students and we want them to be the best young men and women that they can be. And on the other side, you hire Rick Patino and all the baggage that he has to hire your basketball team. So just miss me with all of this. Oh, well, we, we want to be and, and mold the best students we can. Give me a break. You want to win and you want to make money. That's what this is about. And that is what college athletics has become. Of course. And to to recap here, there was a federal bribery case, an investigation that alleged an executive from Adidas, which sponsors Louisville, the previous one of the previous stops of Rick Pitino, that they agreed to funnel $100,000 to a family of a five-star recruit in exchange for his signature with the Cardinals. And Pitino was identified in those documents. There was obviously the sex escort scandal uh, with potential recruits. That was a big part of it. That's why... Louisville was forced to vacate 123 wins, including the 2013 national championship. That stuff may feel far, like a far way away, but that stuff still happened. And that stuff still is attached to Rick Pitino's name. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Let's finish things up by going three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Another Golden State Warriors player in the war of words against Dylan Brooks. Clay Thompson this time telling the commercial appeal on Saturday night before the Warriors game, quote, I don't care about Dylan Brooks. When he retires, I don't think anyone will ever talk about Dylan Brooks again. I promise you it's sweet white right now, but wait 10 years. Nick, your thoughts. Oh, Gordy, can you imagine when the commercial appeals reporter got this quote and went, oh, yeah. Uh, this is pretty sweet. Uh, Clay, Clay can talk. He's won four rings. He's reminding everybody of it. That was a little harsh, but it just shows you that this is a, a building rivalry. It's not going anywhere. Gonzaga's Drew Timmy said TCU fans, quote, didn't sound so smart with his pregame, with their pregame trash talk. I also saw the meme of him hugging Andy Katz on the broadcast after the game. Like, you know, we don't want to blank this up. Seven or eight sweet eight straight sweet 16 trips for Gonzaga. How many years of eligibility does this guy have left, Nick? About four more at least. He looks he's like he's forever. 40. Forever. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not like shaming, age shaming, but like how many more years is he going to be allowed to play? 
When bizarre. you can grow that kind of mustache in college, you've been there a while. He certainly has. I Please, someone, find out how old he is. He loves to irritate TCU fans, too. All right, we're getting out of here. Joe and Amber is next. This has been Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch on the ESPN app.